0: Howdy gamers, it's Layton here from Layton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to, in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry. But just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini sods every week, we do some fun videos. Uh, You get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there So without any further ado here is the audio version of this episode So if you want to do the video version you can go to patreon.com slash night or not Really whatever floats your boat Anyway Episode
1: For everybody listening to this, nobody's on cans Mm. right now, which is, you know people are doing it right if you're not
0: We're looking like professional podcasters at this moment. What
1: happened is I set this stuff up last night and then checked it this morning and there was a horrible buzz. So I couldn't figure it out. And I said, you know, our guest is an audio professional. Mm. I'm going to wait until he shows up here and just see what his... Level of expertise is yeah. Get some help from the professionals. Get some help from someone who actually studied it and knows. Yeah, what he's several doing. years of audio engineering. Yep. Whereas I have none. It's just like figure it out as you go. And we determined that the mixer was completely fucked, it, which made me feel good because it meant I wasn't doing something wrong. Mm. But then made me feel bad because we couldn't
2: use the good mic. Yeah. So if you hear my my tinny nasally voice,
0: it's not <laughs> just my Australian accent. <laughs> That's just what Australians have like. Yeah, yeah. Now,
1: normally, when we do this show, we take a long fucking time to introduce it. But here we're going to introduce it straight at the top. Oh, nice. Because you, you came, this is the longest anyone's ever come yeah. for this show. We've had other people from where you're from, and I'm not going to spoil it, even though you already said it, but I'm not going to say it myself. So, everybody, this is Layton Night with Brian Wecht. My name is Brian Wecht. Over here we have Layton Gray.
0: Oh, my goodness, that's me. Miss- Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to steal my thunder? I'm so sorry. After we had this lengthy convo about, you know, audio. You're just uh-huh. gonna
1: What's the name of the, the seagull and The Little Mermaid?
2: Scuttle.
0: Scuttle. Scuttle.
1: So if, I believe Scuttle would call this a dinglehopper.
2: You guys see the, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it just keep yeah. playing with that while I do my next story. Yeah, <laughs> right um, so basically, what I wanted to oh, wait, we, have to you? You. we have to introduce oh, you. Introduce okay, you. Yeah, so, I hate to say something. Okay, finish your introduction.
0: I'm Layton Gray, in person, <laughs> mystery guest. Would you care to introduce yourself?
2: My name is Tom Cardi,
1: and Tom I'm from Australia. Australia. Yeah, all the way from Australia. Yeah. And Tom, why are you visiting us
2: in Los Angeles uh, this for, week? For the sun, the sea, the sky, and to do a wonderful uh, music video. With my very favorite band, uh, Ninja Sex Party. Well, I mean, we had a great time. So we wrote the song.
1: We haven't actually announced what we're doing yet. So I guess this is the official announcement in a sense. We just posted a mysterious photo of you, me and Dan Mm. and let fans kind of infer what they're going to infer. But I guess this is the official announcement that we have written a song together. Yes. And we have filmed a video for it. And both will be out later this year. It was a magical time, and it's going to continue to be a magical time. That's right. I saw someone, and I thought this was great, in the comments to that photo, right? Ninja Sex Cardi. Oh, wow. Which I was wow. like, there it is.
2: How
3: That's do we miss it?
1: great. Yeah, so Danny and I were working on a song with Jim Roach, and we got to the middle of the song. We said, well, you know, what else, where does this song go? Mm. And then we thought let's let someone else solve that problem. And, uh, and the first person we thought of was Tom, because we're big fans of what you do. And we reached out because you and I had been following each other on Insta and you were so down immediately. And then we finished a song.
2: Yeah. I came in, I said, guys, this is a problem. I'm yes. glad you told me this entire thing, the look of trash the band. It. Dump yeah, it. We trash everything. We're going to fire yeah. Jim Roach. We're going to do it all. Yeah. So much fun.
1: Yeah, it, was it was great, great dude. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was just so easy from the beginning. I think the song is really fun and people are going to like it. The video we just did has a lot of uh, stuff happening in it.
2: And I think people <laughs> are going to, a lot of a lot stuff, of
1: stuff. classic music video. Yeah. Lots of stuff.
2: Be interested in uh, stimulation. This yes. one's for you. I think people I are going to like it. I love
0: stimulation. hundred <laughs> percent. As, you know, listener surrogate in this moment, but listener who can also harass you off mic about it. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to hear how this went. The full deets that you oh, plebs okay. don't We're not get. recording
3: now
2: because it was a nightmare.
1: <laughs>
0: the entire thing couldn't have He's ended
2: She's
3: such early. a diva.
0: I,
1: tell me about it, right? Well, I have standards. No, I don't think of myself as difficult. I think of myself as having standards. <laughs> so and people, people know that when they start working with me.
2: The assistant brought him mineral water instead of regular water. Oh, so they no. had to pick out all the bubbles from his <laughs> drink. That's right. With Visers, yes. Which
1: is even harder. I had someone with a needle popping each <laughs> individual <laughs> bubble. One, one. Yeah, but that's why you need twenty PAs on every set. Is you know one one is in charge of <laughs> me. What's your bubbler, yeah. Mm. <laughs> bubble There's someone Boy. just for dance hair, right? And yes. that's not even the hair person. That's like a separate PA who just makes sure it's happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, what shall we say? Conflicting egos. Yeah. On sure. set. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Can't uh, say who though.
1: <laughs> but I think actually, if I may. Be real. People are going to be very excited. Please don't touch the, t- for the I love t- of God, don't touch the fucking table. Yeah, you I was, gonna, I was you fuck say with that. the
0: dinglehopper. That was a I mistake. You did it
1: very deliberately. You did it very seconds. deliberately. That's all right. I, I think just, I
2: coming in as like a third party, I'll probably just say like I'm on no one's side, but like that's the last time any of us are going to touch the table. <laughs> is that Great. Fair? That's right. Do we all promise? Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yes. We promise. Let's give one big slam on the table <laughs> to seal the deal. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Pam. All right. No one else is going to touch oh, the table. That, that's right. That's really peak. I love it. it. That's right. Once you peak it once, then it gets used to it, and then it's okay to do it that's again. That's how audio that's, engineering works. I forgot. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in addition to you and us in the video, there are other digital people mm. who I think people will be excited to see that have never been in the same
2: place before. Yeah. And by as- digital people, you mean real people, not. Well, both. AI. Well, so
1: so we're going to add some AI people oh, in gosh. in the end. As everyone watching this knows, I'm a big supporter of letting AI <laughs> write music and make videos. And uh, you know, in fact, our portion of the song was entirely written by yeah. by AI. As I far think as you I know, tell. yeah, you yeah that's tell. right. Because <laughs> it was so much better than all the other <laughs> stuff that come out. That's with. right. It was actually funny. <laughs> yeah. For a change, the jokes really landed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But no, dude, it's so exciting to have you in town. You've been here for a couple of weeks and we've hung out. Now you were telling Leighton, the first time you and I met in person, please describe the thing that I asked you to share with me.
2: Brian sits me down and says, we're going to get some tacos. We're going to get a little prawn cocktail. It's going to be wonderful. I'm so excited that I have someone to show me the ropes around uh, Los Angeles. Yep. And what I was really interested in is like the little plastic cup with the like tomato juice and like the prawn cocktails. Capuchana,
1: for those of you experts. For those of you heads out there.
2: And the tacos and everything, everyone can like, you know, we can half and stuff. And he's like, oh, we can just share this. And soon I, I think, well, you know, I know this guy, but I don't know if I know him share um, prawn soup with him mouth-to-mouth it's style. pretty wet. It was yeah. pretty wet. Yeah. What I wanted was for him to drink it into his own mouth and let me to get a straw and kind of suck it out of his yeah, mouth. That's right. Yeah. 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 Baby bird style. Yeah which she wasn't down with which uh, hurt the creative process for the rest of the time. I'm sure. Yeah, what can I say?
1: Again, I have standards and I'm I'm willing that's, to That's
0: fair. I'm willing Don't to like hurt
1: it. feelings to enforce them. That's fair. Don't like it but it's fair. Uh,
0: just a little Brian Prong cocktail, Capri oh. Sun, just like open up that little straw and stab it It in. was wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i going to
1: break his- oh, I love that, like a bag of seafood that you pierce with a straw. Oh, and then oh you suck go. all the seafood out of it with a yeah, big, like a really right.
2: fat straw, like the size or of Or a- it could be
1: like a ceviche, like we had at yeah. the thing, where you get, okay, so here's the pitch. You get a big bag, <laughs> you put a bunch of seafood in there with some kind of citric acid, mm. lime juice or whatever, and then you seal it up and you let nature take its course. And at <laughs> some point- you pierce it with the straw it's like a russian roulette thing right you see if you get heinously ill yeah. from
2: your bag of i mean citric shrimp i appreciate that but russian roulette even then has at least one bullet cartridge that's without right. a bullet. I think yeah, if you do that, right. you're much And you're at least it's over right
0: housed. away with Russian roulette if it's not going <laughs> to yeah. go well. Yeah, that's like, right. You're not
2: just unhappy.
1: Yeah. You yeah.
0: don't have a lukewarm thing yeah, of but- seafood. Because I'm imagining it in a, like a camelback where you have to bite <laughs> oh, the tip so it comes through. Oh, you know, yeah. imagining yeah, the seafood like the chunking. Yeah. I would imagine
1: that would be really embarrassing if you're playing Russian roulette and you get the bullet but you miss. Then you're like, that guy's not a good shot. Then you have to live with that. I know
2: I lost. Isn't that bad enough?
1: Yeah. But Tom, this is your first. Actually, your first time in America. Much That's less. That's right. I've Los been to Angeles. Hawaii
2: twice. Can okay, so not quite
1: true. Your first first time in mainland yeah. U.S. So I'm always interested. You know, what visitors to our fair country yeah. think of it. So talk to us about Weird America. Okay, shit. well, first of all, I was just- You're getting dangerously close to touching the table. Well, Please don't all, touch the table. Okay, well,
2: basically, guys, <laughs> if I don't- uh, that's a little physical bit, if you- uh, Yeah, watch didn't, it. Didn't know why get on that, the Patreon. The get on Patreon, otherwise
1: you're well, not going to get We're still recording Right. This Man, this lady is really- am I too-
0: you're really blown I'm out. I'm really blown You're out. You're know paler, what? Should I move this paler back? than Keep usual. We did a
2: video the around. other day as well. Um, while we were riding around. I won't, I'm i not going to say what it was for, but let's just say Brian and I had a wonderful little ride around in a convertible the other day. The second uh-huh. the sun came yes. out or even hinted of coming out, Brian like puts his foot on the brake. He's like, I need sunscreen. That's, I need That's a little better, right? I think that's a little better.
1: I'm you not going to worry about it. There's only so much <laughs>
0: work now. that you can do to what God gave you. Yeah, yeah. That's,
2: that's right.
3: Yeah. Sorry, like, please continue.
2: Absolutely perfection,
3: that
1: is.
2: <laughs> um, look, I got excited in Sydney, Australia right now. It's getting cold. Uh, I'm not going to try and say temperatures because I'm just going to confuse you all with mm-hmm. my silly little um, system of- But they need to learn. Say it in your native well, it, language. 17 degrees. <laughs> I don't know what that equates to. No, so I know fine. that 20 degrees is like 70 degrees for yeah. you guys. But, you know, this is a, uh, this is, I'm, I'm getting bored talking about yeah. it. <laughs> I think the
1: 17 is like high 60s. I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, say that. Look, it's getting cold. It's getting into winter in Sydney. I was going to come here. I brought like so many Hawaiian shirts. I thought it was going to be like majestic time with the palm trees. I get here, it's one sunny day, and then it's just gloom for like <laughs> two weeks, which everyone's so apologetic. I appreciate that. I get into an Uber or something, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry about the weather. It's usually not like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's funny. Anytime somebody comes to visit, it's always like, "What if it rained for the only time this year? What if we just did that?"
1: Yeah, and it, well, people who came here in January got truly destroyed oh, really? with rain this year. We had an insane amount of rain.
0: The most rain for, I've seen here in six years, like
1: forever. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, which means that what's nice now is the flowers are like going apeshit. Mm. But in January, it was definitely
2: very rainy. But
1: this is as gloomy as I've seen
2: it. I got to say, um, just to steer the conversation off the weather which i've realized is like to come onto yes. a podcast and be like do you guys want to talk about the weather <laughs> um the flowers i had no idea i thought like we were lucky in australia with like the flora and fauna there and like the flowers we have some beautiful stuff i've been going around going for runs around runyon canyon you guys know this yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. seen this one very, um, very la very la i like
1: how you, you address the camera seen you, this? Guys, yeah, you guys know
2: this. know this this is my tight fave I saw Johnny Knoxville on the Runyon Canyon. I've been told that was actually a pretty good one. I thought he was just around everywhere. But the, the flowers are, are incredible. It's beautiful. There's so much um, white star jasmine, which I thought like we had yeah. predominantly. It's great.
1: I think a lot of that is due to the rains. Ah. One thing I love is when people can't understand accents. Mm. So have you had anyone who's like,
2: excuse me? I think sometimes if I speak quickly, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think a few times I've spoken quickly, even to you, Brian, on set. And there
1: was one thing, I can't remember what it was. It took me a second. I, I had to ask you to repeat it. I speak it. really
2: quick and I say something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> but I've been told that people in America love an Australian, right? That's definitely true. Yeah. I thought yes. I was going to come over with open arms I have to actually say somehow, I have to say g'day or I have to say I'm Australian. Like today I went to a cafe before and I forgot to take a card and I was when I was like, I'm so sorry. Is it all right for me to pay with like PayWave? Because I know like it's only card at some places. And I explained, I was like, oh, in Australia, you know, sometimes it, most of the places do PayWave. And he didn't give a shit until I said Australia. And he was like, oh yeah, that's fine. Where in Australia are you from? <laughs> I was like, do I have to like really label where I'm from to get this treatment?
1: Well, I, I think people generally cannot distinguish between an Australian, an English, a New, you know, a New Zealand accent. Mm. And most Americans would be bad at, even if you ask them, where am I from? They would not be able to say with confidence that you have an Australian accent. Oh, uh, okay.
2: And how do we feel about the English? Well, not good. I've seen Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, fuck them.
1: <laughs> I think, honestly, Americans like anyone from an English-speaking Country generally, that's a good thing. Wouldn't you say that's true?
0: People like accents, they think they're people, fun, like especially if they're fun. our voices are so boring.
1: But if it's another English accent, you know, people tend to like that, right? If it's from someone who is a native English speaker, I think people especially like that. So, I'd say if I had to rank, okay, let's do this right now power <laughs> ranking you've got Canada, UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys like Canadians the most Well, no, no, no I'm just, I'm throwing the yeah, options I'm, I'm listing the options right yeah, now well, yeah. uh, Canada, UK Which has so many accents That it seems unfair to put them in that's one That's If
2: you gave a Welsh accent to an American I, don't, I think that'd be like Australian, maybe
1: <laughs> Yeah Who can you point to That's very famous in Welsh Catherine
2: Zeta-Jones Catherine Zeta-Jones probably probably But you never hear one. her speaking with her voice That's right <laughs> Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think a Welsh person's ever been famous <laughs> I think they all get famous and they're like "I'm not." That's right, right everyone
1: comes to Cardiff to film Doctor Who <laughs> yeah. And then leaves yeah. and goes elsewhere Yeah uh, Yeah, that's true I don't think Americans would know a Welsh, Welsh accent They no. would know Scottish, they would know broadly speaking English yeah. Irish Yeah, But I would say, let's see I think Americans like Australia or New Zealand the most Hell yeah Followed yeah. by Well, maybe it's Irish actually like the Irish the most? I think it might be. It depends where you are, okay. but it might be Irish. It's the also
0: most. like, are you attractive? I think <laughs> yeah. is actually what the question is. Uh-huh. And then it's like, whatever accent. There's it is a hot Australian
2: kid. bait, uh, fuckly Irish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's your favorite? Accent. Also tremendously reductive to
2: have you on yeah. and just talk about accents. <laughs> really, right? yeah. We almost got into like a risky place. I wasn't sure what you were doing before. Let's rank them. And I was <laughs> like, oh, we're we ranking.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: this sucks. This is a terrible podcast.
1: No, no that's that's no. what we do. I like it. Canadians actually I would say are the bottom of the list mm. by a long shot too. Because close. they're, they're yeah. too close. Americans don't find Canada interesting.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> it's like look at these assholes with their free healthcare. Yeah, yeah pretty it's much. too
2: close, and there's there's a lot of the similarities, but it is just the free healthcare, and they apologize more. Yes,
1: that's hori.
2: Much like the Japanese, the Japanese have uh, the word sumimasen, which is like sorry, but it's also like thank you in context, and they just oh, say right. it in the same way. It's like oh, it's like almost like a thank you, but like sorry for putting you out. Uh-huh. They just say sorry all the time. That does feel very Canadian. It feels too. very yeah. Canadian. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I don't know. Canada has some great stuff. I have to say, every time I've gone, especially to Toronto, Toronto sucks. Mm, Like, Toronto has great stuff, but it's not a fun place to visit, if that makes sense. Like, it has great people. Some of my favorite people in the world, like Twerp, live in Toronto. Yes. But Toronto is an ugly city. (laughs) And... If you ask on it and I know this, How you this to about be true.
0: Involved? We we, be, we, so we got in here. And Tom was going to tell us about his experience as being in the let US on, and then me Brian, you let me like shit. On let Toronto. me break other country.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to shit on Toronto for a few more minutes. Ugly architecture <laughs> and by Canadian standards people are rude. I have found People in Toronto to be among the ruder people In the world and really? I'm not kidding wow. I can't yeah. wait to
0: see the analytics of Everybody listening in Toronto just drop You it know at. what sure. fucking come at me this is what <laughs> I'm
1: going to say Right now if you disagree with what I'm saying about Toronto Allow me to be the first to say go fuck Yourself <laughs> if uh, you want to stop him, opinion. you have to
2: touch The table you know that that's right yeah oh
0: God, This is like a saw trap <laughs> <laughs>
1: But so, sorry Please continue <laughs> talking about your experience Look
2: okay big experience points I was pretty overwhelmed I'm kind of like in the West Hollywood area and my it's going off there, you know. I didn't realize that there was a bit quieter until I came out to like Pasadena and like the right. other ones at Burbank. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's lots of like different places with yeah. yeah. vibes.
1: To- and you're also in West Hollywood during Pride Month. Yes. Which makes it like
2: especially like
3: gay. especially are gay. gay. Yes. 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 yes.
2: yes. Things <laughs> are happening. Yeah. Things are happening. I have this fake image in my mind about America, right? Because I love to eat. I go to absolute town. The only reason I exercise as hard as I do is so I can just like destroy <laughs> so myself can eat more, with yeah. like, yeah. And I had this uh, idea in my mind that America, like the food was going to be like the extra and like decadent, like extra America, like you go Uh to a a McDonald's or like, uh, like burgers would be like this triple patty, like cheese and all this really succulent, like sure. Like extra like energy and stuff in it. Right. And then like in and out Burger. And I went and tried it. I was like, Oh, okay. This is just, this is a burger. It's a burger. And it's not like the extra double cheesy thing. It's a good standard burger. It's yeah. Oh, it's Taco Bell. I was like,
1: "Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a Taco." Well, you're talking to the Taco Bell Stan. I think your generation says.
0: Well, I don't like (laughs) it when somebody else. (laughs) It was pretty tight, Tom. Thank you. I don't like when somebody else pins the Taco Bell. on. I prefer to, you know, disclose my Taco Bell enjoyment. No, you're Taco Bell queen. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: you like that Dorito one
0: I wish they brought the Cool Ranch back they uh, only have the nacho cheese now the Cool Ranch was the best Oh,
2: uh, oh I'm so sorry I know I've
0: been taking it really hard
2: what about the, uh, the new drink the Baja Blast of the Mountain Dew is something I've heard is pretty big
0: uh, I'm not like a Baja Blast fan but I do like they'll do like a rotating frozen whatever because they'll do the frozen Baja Blast right but then they'll do like Starburst flavored slushy those are really like good like from community? <sighs> Those are really <laughs> great. If you get them and you <laughs> and you and you dump tequila in them, that's the way. Uh, Otherwise, it's just like hummingbird feed swill. I
2: gotta say, yeah, a lot of those do taste like nectar. Yeah, of the gods, mind you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what's the best thing you've eaten, and also the worst thing you've eaten since okay. you've been here?
2: Best thing I've eaten, oh boy. I gotta say, I'm I'm into chipotle. Pretty good. Uh, That's yeah. very yep. American of you. Yeah, very American. Thank you very much. I did go one night to like this, this fancy. I took myself, it was my birthday uh, on the Monday. Happy mm-hmm.
0: birthday.
3: Thank yeah. you so
2: much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I took myself and my friend out to a fancy sort of place where it was very the menu. If you've seen that, and like they bring out a thing and then they'd like shave different things on top of it and like put a thing on it. And I was like, usually that's just wanky. It's just sort of a bit uppity when you go to a fancy restaurant, they kind of do stuff. But this this was actually so good. I ate like beans with like this whipped cream on top of it, but it was like a smoky, savory whipped cream. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm afraid like uh, it's either Chipotle or that. What (laughs) was the restaurant? It's called um, Meteora. Meteora. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's fancy. You know, okay, this is what my other American friend made fun of me of, so maybe you will as well. I would love to go check out the South. A lot of great stuff there. A lot of great stuff, a lot of great food, like the barbecue and stuff, but oh, bar- especially yeah. like, um, what is it, where they have Mardi Gras blanked on the- uh, New Orleans. Orleans. yes. Yeah. Um, so because I'd love to try like the, the, the chumbo, what is it called? The uh, jambalaya. Jambalaya, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I've been on the hunt for like something like that, if I can see it around. I know this is like more Mexican sort of food area, but I went to Disneyland and one of the places was offering clam chowder. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, i, I got to
1: clam chowder. What was it though? It, it's near the Haunted Mansion. Yes, yes
2: exactly. Yes, and I know
1: exactly. the li- And it's like
2: to the bayou. water. Yeah. Right, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, and I was eating this just like this clam chowder thing and I told my friend the next day, I was like, I had a great clam chowder from Disneyland. He was like, <laughs> you are insane, as if you'd eat clam chowder from Disneyland.
1: Disneyland. Hey, I have eaten that clam chowder because mm. Audrey loves clam chowder. And so when we go to Disney, we will get her clam chowder. And <laughs> you know what? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I, I, You're not
0: wrong. I like that clam chowder. Yeah. If you do find yourself in the American South, mm. I'm from the South, biscuits and gravy, mm-hmm. shrimp and grits.
2: Shrimp and grits? Yeah. Uh, pra- prawns.
1: Prawns. Prawns prawns,
2: prawns, prawns No, no, no you're allowed to, yeah. it's, okay. it's okay. I'm allowed here. just when our... A mouthpiece calls them shrimp to (laughs) to bridge the gap. That's when we get mouths. Oh, yes.
0: Okay. But yeah, those two are like a chicken fried steak. Oh, what,
2: do you what, know what that is? No. What do you think that is? This I is going to be that's, fun. Okay, a steak with chicken skin put around it, the, like deep fried.
0: That would be that's so. That's actually a pretty great that idea. That would be so good if it was that. It's <laughs> like, how would you describe chicken fried? It's just. I would it's, say
1: it is a steak fried in the manner in which one would fry chicken. Okay. So
2: it's like battered and then fried and deep
1: Ooh, fried, and it's so. so good.
2: <laughs> is it yeah, really good? It's really yeah. good. See, this is the thing I think well, there's differences. Is that most people have, like, well-done steaks or, like, hamburger meat here, mm-hmm. I feel. And back home, we go mad for the medium and the even oh. like the rare and stuff. Maybe yeah. just because, like, the, the steak's, like, in our backyard and we, like, yeah. punch a cow in the face and right. eat it. <laughs> so we know it's fresh. Yeah.
0: But. I'm, like, a medium rare to rare person. That's Same. That's my vibe. Like, getting a steak done well, it's like, what, the, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why?
1: Rachel has a story about her Midwestern uncles watching one of the, you know, like, kids order a a nice steak, well done, and then dump steak sauce all over it and practically having a heart attack, which is like, what are you doing with that piece of meat, you little idiot? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's
0: like, if you're going to get a filet mignon, you're going to get it, well, no. No, right. (laughs) What are you doing? Take a
2: chance. Get it rare. Yeah. Right. Take, Take a chance on love. (laughs) <laughs> you know and that segues well into my next thing yes
1: th- now because i can't see what's going on in your laptop in my mind you have an agenda you brought talking points yeah
2: next talking point was love who's in it
1: put your hand well, if you're in love i've been married for 15 years so i will keep my hand down.
0: <laughs> boom that's a physical marriage, that's, that's a
2: physical right. goof marriage humor it's a marriage one yeah that's right marriage do you want to do a marriage you? joke as well Waiting.
0: You know, my ex-wife is really getting on me about the child support, but. You know. Yeah, but fuck that kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boom, we hate kids. We got, yep. Got him.
1: I can't say it because it's not appropriate, but anytime <laughs> I think, by appropriate, I don't mean like too risque. I mean, now it's a non sequitur. Oh, sure. But anytime I think about a marriage joke, I think it's a David Cross thing where he's talking about something. I think this is from Mr. Show. And he goes, my wife liked it. And my husband liked it. And my girlfriend liked it. But my boyfriend hated it. <laughs> I've always liked that. That's Didn't good. you yeah. do that
0: line on this show like I've
1: done it two a lot. episodes ago? Yes, probably. You're going to do it right. every time. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's...
0: Other American thoughts.
1: Other American thoughts. American thoughts. thoughts. Amer- that's, <laughs> that's the title of my autobiography. Wait, no, yeah. that
0: should be the segment. Yeah. That should be the name of the segment. American thoughts. we get a non-American American thoughts? American thoughts.
2: I'd love to take this thing that I bought back. Can I have it with 2%? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in your heads. I've been trying to keep an Australian mind the entire time (laughs) I've been here.
1: Wait, are you asking us a question? Why? Because my okay. my vocal inflection went up here,
2: <laughs> cheeky, very cheeky. Uh,
1: do you guys have speaking of the two percent? Do you guys have the milk with the percentages? No, percent. we, no
2: We we don't we don't go into the percent. It's no. just
1: milk. You have milk
2: and skim. We or? got we got oh, we got a few. We got uh, full cream. That's what we call. Cream. That's, it's not full. It's I'm not always full operating cream, at Full cream. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, we've gone down to half cream. We're going to yeah. have to fill back up. We got the full cream, which I am always drinking, and then we got we got a little bit of low fat skim. That. And that's what we have. We got. A, I use a good one that's like high protein milk. You ever use that? What? Yeah. Oh boy. No. It's got extra protein. Just some people. beef ground yeah, beef. It? It's yeah, it's just like it's like a McFlurry from McDonald's, <laughs> but it's just got like little bits of chicken and beef floating in it.
0: We have some horrible concoctions this episode. Our, yeah, our that's shrimp right. camel bag. Shrimp camel
2: bag. Oh boy, I'm hungry.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Capri Sun name for the shrimp thing.
0: Capron Sun?
2: I like it.
1: That's That's terrible. That's
0: pretty good. Don't identify that.
2: I've enjoyed going to the lovely comedy places you have around. So you went
1: to a comedy store, right?
2: I really have done like a tour. The only place I didn't go was the improv, I think. I went to the comedy store. Mm -hmm. I went to the Lago. I went to Dynasty Typewriter. Saying all the names. And it's just weird seeing celebrities doing stuff. Just out,
1: right. Yeah,
2: Out doing stuff. I was at the comedy store and someone made a joke about Paulie Shaw. I actually watched Encino Man last night. Oh, Oh, right. You
1: mentioned that you were a thing about it. I was telling you, yeah.
2: When I want to watch something, I tell everyone in my life that I want to watch it. (laughs) Brian driving me around the other day. I was like, I think I want to watch Encino Man. He's like, shut up. Um, now I just want to talk That's about exactly Encino Man. Said. Have you guys seen Encino Man recently? Uh, you know what? I have actually I've never, never seen, seen, it. seen it. Oh, dude, you guys got to see it. And Encino I don't even Man. know
0: what we're talking about. So, uh,
2: Let me break it down for you. Paulie Shaw, I think maybe one of the first Paulie Shaw ones. He's really nailing his, hey, buddy. He's yeah. really getting that voice. Prime <laughs> Shore, yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser and the guy who's Sam from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Does anyone know oh, who he is? uh Oh, it's uh, Sean Aston. Sean Aston. Sean yeah. Aston it was his big breakout role. But they write this thing. You know how there's always like a hero's journey, like twist? Yeah. Where like but someone learns that they've been a, a scumbag. Right. This this guy, the entire like like 90% of this film is him just being like, I just want to be cool. Fuck everyone. I'm such a loser. Why won't she like go out with me? I'm gonna try harder. It's like real weird, like semi-assaulty shit where it's like yeah, yeah. back in like the 90s when a guy would be like, She doesn't just doesn't understand how much I like her. And she's like, no. And yeah, he's just right. like, I, I'm going to have to try. Uh, and they find a caveman, which is Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> we all love Brendan Fraser, right? Yep, sure. Yes, right. Absolutely. absolutely. Stuff. Yep. He's a hot caveman, doesn't say anything, just jumps around a little bit. A weird moment of blackface early on in that, but I'll let you guys find that uh, yourselves. <laughs> cool. Runs around, and they're just Sam from Lord of the Rings has just been the entire time, a little scumbag, thinking about himself. <laughs> Paulie Shaw's saying stuff in the back like, I don't need anyone else. I'm happy with who I am, but- Is he the
1: point? who's the protagonist, Paulie the Shore? Prota- no, or, the, the scumbags. Sh- she's okay,
2: just coming back. wow. Paulie Shaw was like the friend like the who's friend. just like saying okay. really nice things, and I've been like, I've never liked Paulie Shaw more. <laughs> but the reason I brought up Paulie Shaw just just to go back, see it and see it, man. If you haven't seen it, is because at the comedy store there was Open Micah doing some bits, and he was doing a bit about Paulie Shaw, and then I was like, whoa, crazy. Then I went to the bathroom, and Paulie Shaw was there. I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, they just did a joke about you. Do you know that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, we were talking, too, and people might not know, the Poly Shore connection to the Comedy Store. That's right. Which is that his mother, I don't know why I'm addressing the camera now, but I'm yeah. going to continue. His mother, Mitzi, ran the Comedy Store forever. And so he's like Comedy Store legacy.
3: Mm. So oh. I, I
1: wonder if doing that Polly Shore bit, I assume the person on stage knew that yeah, and was like, you know, <laughs> he <just laughs> he's totally destroyed. fucked. So I, I wonder if it, was, if it was like part of that, like, you know, in-joke for the Comedy Store for sure. crowd. Yeah. Uh, and who else? You saw uh, Reese Darby, right? Didn't you say you saw Reese Darby? Thing I saw yeah. Reese.
0: Did you go to Little Tokyo at all?
1: No, I drove past
0: Little we, Tokyo. We
1: we were there together oh, in the I vicinity see, for a see. thing. Yeah, we were wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling. We were That's wrestling. How we, say it yeah. we don't want to say it, but you we it. were wrestling. Yeah, we were in a what felt like an abandoned mall mm. from the '60s next to Little Tokyo. It was very weird. There was Sorry. nobody there.
0: Were you in Sad Mall? What's sad mall? Is it the one that has Daiso in it? Because that's sad mall. Because oh, no, Because everything's no, no. No, fucking that, closed. Th- th- that
1: is a mall. That's like a mall that comes up out of the ground. We're talking about a yeah. mall that goes down into the ground. Yeah. So uh-huh. there's like the little Tokyo mall, I think is the one you're talking about. We're talking about a thing right next to- City Hall mall. City Hall, City Mall, right. if you will. City Mall, Ooh. where literally everything was closed in it. And it just looked like in a band. It was very Last of Us kind of dystopian. Yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, you know, it's one of those concrete things from the 60s where there was just nobody. It was just trash blowing around in the wind.
2: It was sick. I wanted to make like a, a skateboard level, on like Tony Hawk mm-hmm. pro skate.
0: Yes. Oh, amazing.
1: We were also talking while we were driving around about Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. And how much. feel all the same. It's, it's all, all the same. same <laughs> it just feels like you're in Grand Theft Auto half the time. Yeah. Uh, we are driving around with the wonderful Aaron Umatani, mm. who NSP has done a bunch of stuff with, and now we have done a thing with. And he was saying, like, when he plays Grand Theft Auto, he's like, oh, yeah, I live over there. <laughs> yeah, you know, what was he saying? He did, like, a photo shoot there's, there's or something? He said there's some
2: places that he's like, oh, that kind of seems familiar, but I'm not exactly sure, but I feel like I've gone past there. And there's some places where he's like, yeah, I've been inside that house and taken a photo for, on a shoot of, like, that literal exact sofa. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So we talked a little bit about improv and your,
2: Mm. your improv stuff. So I want to hear about your specifically music and improv background in high school. We had some really great improvisers teaching at the school that I went to mm-hmm. just before like they kind of took off even more. One guy called Steen Raskopoulos, who is now in England. He's in the in one of the new Black Mirror episodes, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, really? he's, nice. he's oh, the fine. runner in the very first episode of season oh, six of Steen Black Mirror. Steen
1: Raskopoulos? Steen said- Raskopoulos, yeah. Okay. That's a pretty awesome name. That's it's a, great a name. It's a good
2: name, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's Greek by lineage. And he taught us and he was just such an incredible improviser and like got us into it. We had like theater sports and stuff like that. I don't know if you have it here yep. where like oh, yeah, yeah. the competing, like short form sort of stuff. That's,
1: that was the first improv thing I ever did. Was
2: exactly. Theater right. sports, yeah. Yeah. And that's how my friends and I bonded. And I guess like when comedy becomes like a language of like how you're friends with people. Yeah. And that's just kind of builds things up. Went in kept doing improv, like after school, started teaching it at the same school I went to, Mm -hmm. and then like doing stuff at university or college for you guys. Yeah. Um, Just heaps and (laughs) heaps (laughs) heaps of improv. Can (laughs) you just say
1: say that one more time,
2: please? Oh, what, do you even catch it? Yeah, so university (laughs) is where we go, but you guys might go to college. um, (laughs) Yeah, hit up up the dorm parties. But it's just been such a great thing. Now I teach improv and musical improv being like uh, playing piano and like, while people do like a forty-minute or an hour musical, like improvising the entire thing, yep. I think it's so wonderful for like, you know coming up with ideas and trying to like silence that inner critic voice that sometimes yes, you absolutely. get. Yeah, because you like you're in the moment a little bit more, and even if you can't apply that literally in the moment to other creative things that you have to take more time. At least the idea that, yeah, I can do this and I can believe in myself is so valuable. And the yes and. Yeah. And even if it doesn't work, like anyone who's done improv
1: has done plenty of stuff that just falls flat. Just the ability to somehow spin that into something really amazing mm. or just directly move on and be like, Well, it didn't work. Okay, on to the next. Yeah. Is I think a very valuable skill for anybody who does anything remotely creative or just in life.
0: Bombing builds right. character because you do it and then you're like, Well, I didn't die. Yeah. I yeah. didn't shit myself. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe you did, who yeah. knows? But Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that's fine. Now this thing that I am very afraid of, it's like I've done it. No, I don't care. Yeah. And you
2: feel so good just doing it's it's easier than um skydiving, but it is still something that you're afraid of. And I mean, it is public speaking in a way. So some people are more afraid of that than dying. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's amazing to watch good improv really like crush. Some people, I have a a very dear friend who's like, improv's stupid because all it is, is it's comedy that wouldn't be as funny if someone wrote it. Mm. Which I think completely misses the point of what it is. It's like, no, it's it's being in the moment and coming up with something you didn't expect. Sure, you could fucking write something and revise it and, you know, spend months on it and come up with a different thing that's funny in a different way. But one one of the things I like about improv, this is actually something we were talking about on our most recent episode with Trevor Henderson, is to have fun with it, you have to buy in immediately. Mm. Like you can't be watching it from a distance and you know unless you're like analyzing it analyzing it but if you want to enjoy an improv show you have to buy in.
2: you have to commit to it you have to commit to it
1: uh both as a performer and as an audience member like anyone could sit on the sidelines and be like fuck it's stupid they're just making it up i I love that to have fun you have to buy in. you have
2: to and there's so many things like creatively or otherwise where you can do it sort of half-assed and you're going to come up with a maybe a shit result It might go well. And then it's very easy to go, Oh, well this wasn't just for me being in plays or writing things. Isn't for me because look at what happened, but you can really see that when you commit to something, it's actually, it goes well. I really like, and I just want to make the point as well to anyone like listening. I think it's so inspiring that like you and Danny both did improv Mm -hmm. early on. And, I'm slowly learning. I'm like, oh yeah, wow. Improv. Even like you hear about the, is it called the groundlings or the, that's
1: one of the big ones here. One of the big
2: ones. But like even the people on Saturday night live, you'd see these improv groups who are like, oh wow. It's like all these incredibly funny or just like creative and like successful people have done this early on. And it's just like, okay, I'm starting to see a link. And it's like, we should be encouraging this around no matter what you do. I
1: agree. And it's every school has their own deal. Groundlings is one of the oldest around. Mm. Certainly in LA. I forget if it's older. I think Second City is older than Brownliness, but I I can't remember. And there's, you know, long form versus short form. Like UCB's whole thing was like, oh, they're bringing long form Chicago style Mm. to New York. But, you know, I'm sure you've been at stand up shows and at improv shows. And this is going to be a a very broad brush generalization. (laughs) But backstage at a stand up show. Oh, yeah. Is the most depressing environment anyone can find themselves in. It's a bunch, I think we were briefly talking about this, but it's like a bunch of people who are just mad and kind of pissed off that they're (laughs) not more successful. And that's not everybody, but it is a lot of people. And at an improv show, I'm sure people are, might be a little grumpy about that because comedy is hard, but you have to be there with other people to build something. So if you're in a bad fucking mood, the show is going to suck. Whereas in standup, that's not necessarily true, right? That can be part of your deal. Yeah. You know, in improv, you have to be present for the other people there. Absolutely. And the backstage environment is just a lot more friendly and fun and nice. Mm.
2: And I think there's a stereotype with it a little bit that it's always the, the butt of the joke is like the improvisers who are goofy wearing like the extra big, like suspenders or something like a uni uh, college, like a show or something, (laughs) which is like, okay, yeah, semi fair, but also, like it is it is super positive in that room, yeah. which is something that's good.
1: I think you're the first person we've had on the show that I can actually talk to about this is the music side of improv. So with my personal experience, I was the music director of a, an improv theater, which is where I met Rachel. Mm. And my start, like the first time I was able to actually be a part of an improv show was as a musician doing underscoring and making up songs, and then Gradually started doing more acting stuff, too. But to find someone who can do the music for even just the underscoring or anything that's part of an improv show and do it well, mm. that's a hard person to find. And what, what I've always found is that sometimes musicians are, for want of a better word, and this is not to diminish either of us, too good to be playing at an improv show, (laughs) you know, like if you're like a super technical jazz person, it's very hard to have the sense of theatricality that you need to do that. Sometimes you're like a classical player, it's too precise and you don't have like the sense that you need for comedy or musical theater or something. So I'm curious what your experience specifically as a musician has been, Mm. you know, in, in improv
2: clubs. Well, I've really enjoyed it as just like another thing that I feel is like a tool that I didn't know it at the time, but has like helped with what I'm doing currently now, yeah. whether it's like, you know, crafting just like fun songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, because with that and say, it like does take a lot of time is I used to play the backing music for like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. but right. it was like kind of comedy and improv and like they were really silly with the stuff. A podcast doing. named? Dragon Friends, which I am on Dragon now. Dragon Friends. Dragon wow. Friends. Dragon Check it out. Friends. But That was like, yeah, two hours of just like listening and underscoring every show and just like playing stuff and being like, wow, sometimes you have to get to like the end of your creative like tether of like I don't know what to do just to be like in a new place. Uh In the same way, I'm not saying it was boring to do that. I'm quite the opposite actually. But like sometimes you have to put your phone away and be bored for like two hours until you actually go, oh, that's an original thought and something I'm willing to follow uh, elsewhere.
0: Being bored is really, really important. And I think a thing that a lot of people.
2: As any listener of this show can attest.
0: <laughs> so true, King. But I, I think. <laughs> it maybe the most dismissive, dismissive thing you've ever said to me. I
1: really like it. And I really liked it. Please, I want a to top 10 continue. list of
0: most dismissive yeah, things that like have ever up said there. to you. Please, please continue. <laughs> no, I just say with phones, people don't know how to be bored anymore. That's very old man yells at Cloud of, of me, but like. <sighs> I think it's mentally healthy to be bored and to not have a thing filling the void every second of the day, especially mm-hmm. if you're creative.
2: A trillion percent. I love my other hobby other than uh, coming on this podcast. Right. I absorb so much self-help information. Oh, really? Not that I'm like, I have a hole inside me. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it, we all do, but like, not that I'm like broken right now. Thank you very much. I'm not broken. But, like, one of the things I listen to is all about like neurotransmitters and the sort of like biohacking guy, even though I'm not a massive fan of the people who are, yeah, you're giggling about it. Because it is wanky. It is when people are like, I wake up and I sleep 20 minutes five times a day. That's not <laughs> bullshit. I'm, I'm not for that. This guy has a PhD right. yeah, and he's yeah. like, he's real. But he was just talking about how if you keep getting high dopamine, like, sort of hits, constantly Mm -hmm. and not like taking mdma not like taking drugs dopamine hits but like just you know just having a good time and like say even going on your phone or getting a kick out of accomplishing something if you're getting that all the time then slowly then your baseline goes down 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 until you're not enjoying those things anymore Mm -hmm. and he was saying yeah you need to be bored without stimulation to the point where like everything stops vibrating and that sort of resets that that's interesting yeah
0: For people who have the bandwidth to be unreachable for any period of the day. Oh, my
2: God. If only.
0: Yeah, I know. But, you know, as a childless 25-year-old or however old I am, (laughs) uh, turning your phone off for an hour is A, awesome, but B, the first couple of times that you do it, you realize how much you're, like, instinctively. I'm not going to touch the table. Do you see that I'm clearly not actually going to touch the table because I'm miming the motion? Uh Uh-huh. Of reaching for a phone, but not saying, picking I was it just up, for the reminding love you. of God. <gasps> <Clayton>! <gasps> <gasps> please,
1: please continue. I was very interested in what you were saying.
0: Oh, just that I think when you do it and you realize how anxious you get not being able to check your phone and how instinctively you reach for it it encourages you to do it more cuz it's like oh my god this is horrible i've tried to pick up my off phone like five so times, times in half an hour oh, wow. have
1: you have you heard i feel like i might have talked about this on the show some company makes a hard like plastic rectangle it's nothing it's just a solid block of plastic and you can just keep it in your pants pocket just so, like, oh, if you if there. you need the reassurance that you're carrying a thing, which is roughly phone-shaped, How but not awful. actually have your
2: phone. What a black mirror reflection right. on our society that we need. Yeah.
1: Something like that. It's like that. chewing
2: gum for, like, cigarettes or, like, having a fake yep. sort of thing to put in your mouth. But
1: I can also... Understand the utility of it because it's like I don't want to have my phone. If, if you are the type of person that doesn't want to have their phone on them, mm. but you are just habituated to checking for it, maybe you can wean yourself off of it—the actual phone use—a bit mm. by just having the thing, having the weight, having the you know yeah.
3: uh, See, outline
0: this, in your pocket. This is where your male-centric thing comes into because of big old thing, yeah. in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we don't have pockets for things that yeah. phones can fit in. I can't remember. Do your shorts what have your... pockets right now? They do. Well, have- well, well. I- well.
3: I hate well, to call bullshit well, well, well. on
0: feminism, but you're, you're voice memoing, so I'm not going to shove it in my pants right now. But that phone would not fit in this pocket, so there's no. So I do you ha- have a
1: smaller phone than I do? I don't do. You?
0: I do have a small well, phone because it's a, a flip phone. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't remember the last time I was able to like put a full phone in a. No,
1: that's pocket. true, and it is definitely true. I find the the smallness of women's pockets to be insane like in women's jeans versus male never male heard jeans. A
2: stranger <laughs> sentence then <laughs> yeah. i find no, but the it's, smallest of <laughs> women's pockets insane but yeah. it's true like
1: you know <laughs> men's jeans pockets are deeper than women's and it's stupid why i, I don't understand
0: because it. if women have tiny pockets we have to buy a handbag
2: <laughs> yeah oh i guess that's true so the, the the pocket people and the handbag people are in cahoots big pocket yeah uh-huh Big Or, pocket. or small pocket <laughs> That's the best joke. Well, Good and night, also, if you gentlemen.
1: have deep pockets and a dick, sometimes they're in conflict, Yeah, right? Sometimes you get the things in your pocket touching
2: your dick. Yeah.
0: I wish that I had the ability to like get the camera to Zoom. You I'm know? just like, being honest. I just honest. want a little remote. Yeah.
2: And if we're not honest, what do we have? Thank you, Tom. See, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's
1: right. So sometimes you put a thing in your pocket and nature takes its course.
2: <laughs> I, use, I usually, my big pockets uh, touch my bum bum. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you know, if I put it in like you know my car keys or big fist, then that's that's often going <laughs> to yeah, go around. Yeah. Fist. Anyway,
1: actually, I just noticed. Oh, this is interesting. Wait, my pocket's button. Okay, look at this. You know what, so okay, we down.
2: just talked about how the 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 females have like the less females. the, fem- yeah, no, the female.
0: <laughs> um Tom. Less
2: less. Uh, I less think we have a pickup artist here. What a lovely female bio like yourself. Hacking. What are you doing there? Yeah. I'm going to biohack your brain. Whoa. Great. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys heard about this? Okay. You got to drink water. 9 a.m. Okay. No, dude.
0: Is that true? That's
2: true, dude. It's fact check. Jamie, look that up. <laughs> look that up. I'm going to look it up when I get home. Okay. You
0: ever do Wim Hof Hell breathing? Hell yeah,
2: bro. Oh, I love the cold water. Let's fucking
0: rock it. What's Wim Hof? What is Wim Hof? Oh, that's how I- That's is that an
2: operating system?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. on Wim Hof 10? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this is how Aaron got me into taking cold showers is with Wim Hof breathing. It's like
1: do it the bio right now. I can't think no because it it's like. You, well, tell me about
0: it now. You maybe. it's basically like sort of forcing yourself to hyperventilate so that like your heart oh, rate goes please up. Please do then it then you, now. No. Like, please
2: hyperventilate. Have a panic please, attack right now. Yeah,
0: please ask the person prone to panic attacks to have a panic attack on air. Oh like wait, so you, you
1: try to? Uh, it's, simulate. I almost said stimulate. It's like simulate you a-
0: do. I haven't done. So when I first started taking cold showers, I would have to do it and then like turn the water mm. cold to stand it. And mm. then after a certain point you're used to it and I don't have to do it anymore. But the idea I think is you get your heart rate up so that the water doesn't feel as cold. We'll get your heart rate up. And I think maybe it
2: uses oxygen at like a better
0: yeah, because it's like you, you breathe in a lot and then you like hold it for yeah. as long as you can. When, so you're supposed to do this before anything. you take a cold shower. So you get
2: in, people do it with like two degrees, my two degrees right. uh, Celsius, ah, yes. uh, water so they cold. can sustain it for cold. longer. So they yeah. can get the benefits of such cold water mm-hmm. f- f- for longer because I think you have to be in there for a few minutes to really get that yeah. sweet, sweet burn. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. yeah, and people with long hair, cold water is good for your hair. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's also better for your skin because, like, hot water, like your skin constricts yeah. or something. Mm. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you're not because I don't know
2: what you'd be doing here if you were a doctor.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, a doctor uh, with a podcast. <laughs> can
1: we <laughs> please talk about your t-shirt? Yeah. For a moment. Yeah. yeah what do can. you want to describe? Anyone who. Do you yeah, want to describe it,
0: it? You're aware.
1: Well, so this is the many faces of Michael Imperioli in character as Christopher. The many Christopher, saints of Newark. Yeah, as Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos. Yes, yes. Um And he's, we've got a bunch of different Christophers on this got, Uh different ages. Prominently in a neck brace. Yep. So, but he looks like he's getting older from the, well, he's
0: the bottom, bottom, up,
1: right? Doesn't yeah, it? he
0: looks pretty fucked up in this one.
1: But he still looks great.
0: Yeah, I really like the color balancing on this shirt, too, because they just like really bumped that it looks saturation. Very, uh, it's
1: like old school rap kind of colors too, like the black and gold. Right? Yes,
0: for sure. So I have this shirt because when we were going to Creator Clash, you know, we had this convoy of me, Aaron, Susie Vernon of we were going to have matching track suits for the airport, which we did. But the other part of that is we all wanted to have matching Sopranos character T-shirts because on Etsy right now, and I'm sure you've seen people in the wild, like this style of shirt where it's a collage and has the character's name and the person's name are like huge right now. Yeah. So we wanted to have matching Sopranos shirts. They didn't come in time. I hung out with Susie last night and she gave me my shirt. She she let Which me Which is that? Yes, and she picked it for me. Oh. So I she see. So she was, was like, like a new shirt. Yes, she was like I saw the one with him in the neck brace and I knew this this was mm-hmm. the one for you. So she got the Tony Soprano one. Do you want to guess Aaron's favorite character?
1: Oh, uh I feel like I don't quite know the characters well you've enough. You've seen
0: and are familiar with the character in the episodes that you've seen.
1: Is it a word I can say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a woman?
1: Uh well, okay. Is it Dr. Melfi?
0: No, it's not.
1: Is it Carm?
0: It is Carm. Okay. Carm is Aaron's favorite. And so now we all have matching Sopranos shirts. And, you know, I talked to you about how I want to get a Universal season pass to just go there and fuck around. Well, now Susie and Aaron want to do it. And now I have this image of us. We have to wear matching Sopranos shirts to Universal. Like Disney adults, but for insufferable films. They're
1: opening up uh, Super Sopranos World there. Mm. shortly
0: dude i would die i want the universal sopranos ride where you get whacked it's like yeah. welcome to our scenic tour of new jersey oh something has gone wrong and then you you witness- <laughs> which is that you entered new jersey <laughs> yeah. yeah they instead of like the disney orange smell it's like a faint garbage smell hey 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 hey. let's, <laughs> let's, let's all be cool here. Um, no
1: before we get off too far away from this i want to talk more about
0: Music. Our guest and yeah, well, improv I, music is it, I'm something that's
1: interesting to me. I did it for many, many years, and I had a great time doing it. And I'm curious. Okay. Here's something I would do as an underscoring thing when I was, when I was scoring. I would give myself little music theory challenges. Okay. Did you ever do this?
2: Oh, you described what so, you are talking about. For example,
1: about. I'd be like, okay, this next scene, I'm only playing major sevens. <laughs> okay. Like that's it. And I would try to come up with something around that challenge or, you know, no white keys in this one. Right. Or what, you know, whatever. Sometimes they'd be like physical things like that. Usually they'd be like, only this type of chord or never going to stay in the same key for more than 30 seconds or something
2: like that. That's incredible. I have never done that. My mind goes to the point where it's like, Oh, if they're doing a scene where they're at the beach, I play under the sea oh, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, I, and one yeah. like dad in the audience is like, that guy's amazing that's so yeah. that's so fucking funny what he's just done and like they notice <laughs> it and they just go crazy but i love that can you write down cuz i'm not smart enough to think of that on the fly can you write down a bunch of challenges and and if anytime yeah. i get bored while i'm the scoring i'll just be like sure oh i got to use my dick to play the piano. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my go to like dad like oh that's so funny mm. thing was uh do you know the Vanessa Carlton song, A Thousand Miles? And <laughs> I would walk a thousand <laughs> thousand. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there was a famous, uh, when I was MD in, in Boston, there was a famous jeweler that used that in their commercial for like wedding rings. And anytime someone kneeled, I would start playing that to the extent where the cast had to ask me to stop playing that because they would be too in their heads about kneeling. But that was well, my that's go-to. not when you call <laughs> an improviser to do. Like
2: I'm free to do anything when yes ending everything. Looking, but if I kneel, I don't <laughs> <run>. Fuck this <laughs> up.
1: Looking with terror
2: over yeah. at the keyboard. Oh, it is uh, really good when like the musical improviser. The whole job, and I think why it's wonderful is that it makes you go, uh, "This isn't about me. This is about something else." And just listening and being in any state where you're actually right. paying attention and trying to supplement something else is yeah. wonderful for the ego and also for creativity. 100%. That's, I, that's why I love so much. I know some back home where, like, the musical improviser just somehow manages to make it about them. That's the problem. It's incredible. It, it feeds my soul because I love cringe, and it's just yeah, it's so <laughs> oh, good.
1: It's whenever. It's just, so that's exactly the the hard line to walk with with, with uh, improv acting. too too is to take big swings, but not make it about you. And musically it's actually, it's easier for the musician because you can kind of, unless you're like cranking up the volume, using a really uh, distracting patch. It's you know generally it's just kind of there where that it comes sounds a like something thing. you would do. It is my favorite yeah, thing to do. Like uh, heavy yeah, this like is the side. Another thing that you can do that really fucks with people is you pull up like a drum kit and just start like a boom bap oh, kind of thing. That's where it. Where and you can then try dad, to get them to
2: rap. So let me tell you, Dad comes back. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I do not know I had a drum kit on there as well. Yeah, get this me. <laughs> what,
1: what I do, I don't know if you guys have this, but a lot of improv rap musically stops in 1985. Yeah. It's like well, I'm yeah, yeah. my friends right? a million percent. <laughs> yeah. You tried like a trap beat or something, that would be unprecedented. If you're doing
2: trap beat at a musical improv night, <laughs> I'm impressed, my friends. Yes.
1: Yeah, so so never I never have. So uh, <laughs>
0: on this idea of like the, the music person making it about themselves, mm. can you think of specific examples?
2: Yeah, 100%. or like
0: tells? Because that is such a specific act of specific. making it about yourself that yeah. I want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah,
2: okay. Well, look, I think putting in the themes of like other things yep is like a bit of fun sometimes and if you're going to do it like do it like once a thing if you're really good then you actually will play like the scenes about kids like playing video games and they're like but mark i don't want to play video games anymore i want to be a doctor and then the scenes about this weird like thing like no we gotta play video games then if you play like the mario theme really subtly yes and like yep. a minor where you're not actually showing it but there's someone in the back will be like Oh, wow. That's actually kind of fun. That's right. That's fun. But just like playing like super loud, super thing is just like, oh, it's not about you. But I think what you really wanted to know, the answer is uh, there was this one guy that would like get up and like start being in scenes. So he would like be a musician. Yeah. Oh, the actors must
1: have fucking loved that.
2: Well, I think it was kind of the dynamic and they were like, okay, because he could improvise a bit, but it, it stunk. I did a show once at a university college, and like they, they were like, the game here is that we're going to jump around, and we're even going to switch places with a musician. And I was like, no, no, I'm <laughs> oh not doing God. that. Not because yeah. I'm scared of improv, just because one, you're not touching my goddamn keyboard, you frigging virgins, yes. and two, um, not saying all improvisers are virgins. I've, I've, you know, come on,
1: many of them have almost had sex, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> me included, um, but. I was just like, no, you do the same. If you need another person, that's a fun limitation oh God, for you yeah. guys to deal with. I remember
1: <laughs> like at least at the one theater I was MD of, the Improv Asylum in Boston. So I was hired, you know, to be the MD, which involves giving music notes and occasionally if they're making a song, giving like song structure or comedy notes. And I at one point said to someone, "Hey, you know, I, th- I think lyrically I would have done this," mm-hmm. and I got pulled aside and oh, been shit. like, "That's not your place." The actors are really upset that you said anything about the comedy, and you have to stop that. And I was like, Whoa. "But I was, I was, and I was." Bear in mind, directing the musical elements yeah. of this show, and to be fair, I wasn't like pissed off about it. I was like, "Oh, well, that's just how this place runs. That's yeah. just the culture." But it, I was burned from ever saying anything comedically. <laughs> and definitely at that place, it was like, no, the musicians are not the comedians. Like, sure. the actors would have been very put out. If if a musician had dared to get up without, like, explicitly checking it first, oh my God, like, that would not have been okay, yes, for I think, sure. I
2: mean, jokes on them, because it's not like you didn't go on to do a very <laughs> successful musical well, comedy. <laughs> I,
1: I must admit, in some of my, shall I say, weaker moments, I'm like, I kind of... The comedy stuff sort of worked out. <laughs> like, I, th- I, th- I think I think I'm okay yeah. as a comedian, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. So maybe it was all right that I gave one guy a note on on a joke once.
2: Completely inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> I like to imagine after you telling this story as well, but like we go back and we see it, and it was you. Given a really bad note, like yeah, an awful, yeah. like a bad joke. I think that
1: they should have more screaming. Like, can, <laughs> yeah. can we
0: not understand what you're saying?
2: Brian keeps finding uh, that theme, which means we have to keep getting married. And yeah, he's got to fire this
0: guy. I, well, yeah. The idea of you breaking out, with Vanessa Carlton, is incredibly funny to me. That I want video of you playing that because I think it would be really, really Ask Rachel funny.
1: about it, she will definitely remember because I absolutely did, did it while she was on stage. Aww. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, also that's how, you know, that's how we met. Like I was watching her perform night after night after night. So Rachel is like a genius level improviser. Mm -hmm. Maybe the funniest improviser I've ever seen ever. She is so, so good. Also a great singer and great improv singer too. So I think part of the attraction was watching this very, very smart, funny person night after night after night being Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, she's amazing. You know? So improv, I was telling you this, taking one improv class, you know, in... What, I was in grad school, so maybe it would have been 2001. Taking that one improv class led me directly to my wife, thus my child, and my <laughs> current career. Yeah. And it was just because I was like, hey, improv seems fun. Let's, let's do that and yeah, see what yeah. happens. And it was fun at the time and also was like, this big, like, kind of branching point in my life that I never could have predicted mm. at the time, yeah.
2: like we've been talking, like, a lot about music, it's very specific, like, musical improv. Have you, have you ever done some improv before?
0: Yeah, I have. I, I did, like, an acting for non-majors class. Well, that's in... enough from Layton. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I did an acting <laughs> for non-majors class that was mostly improv, because I did two years of high school where you, like, finish in two years, and then they pay for college classes which was cool. So it was one of those. And then I also did improv in college, like a little bit. And then I stopped going because of like uncool, <laughs> uncool jokes, which, you know, is, yeah, kinda, if you,
2: you can't yeah. get into
1: that. Yeah.
0: But, uh,
1: from, I, let me guess guys.
0: No, you, no, 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 no. no. Well, you no. tell me a college
2: aged white guy is going to make a
1: racist <laughs> joke on the fly <laughs> <laughs> or not be welcoming to a, to a one.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, no, but I, 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 so I didn't do a whole bunch of it, but I think it was very. You just said a whole.
1: <laughs> I'm very interested in what I just said. You're, saying, you're
0: so much worse when we do this in person. I really, I really am, and I'm so sorry. It's the same way that, like, when we do a live show, like, we're instantly way meaner to each other. It's the same <laughs> with, like, when Jory comes on. Like, as we said the last time that he was on, like, Jory and I are so sickeningly sweet to each other. And then the moment the mic turns on, he turns on me. It's so great. It's great.
1: Anyway, please continue.
0: Um. No, but I think as an incredibly like history, social anxiety person that improv was really, really hard for me to start doing. And I'm really glad mm-hmm. that I started doing it because I always have liked comedy and being funny. And, you know, that's just kind of how I communicate to the point that my therapist is like, you don't have to make jokes for me. And I'm like, Dr. K, that's how I fucking talk. No. <laughs> that's how I talk.
1: I feel like my therapist should say that to me. But. <laughs> so the last time you did it was, was college. Yeah. Have you ever considered like a UCB or something like that here?
0: I would not do that here in los angeles <laughs> you know in the same way that i don't play dead by daylight because i want to have like a really sweaty game Your hand is like so close i don't want to that try table. too hard i'm not gonna
1: touch it i just i, w- I, I was stating a fact if you um, have an emotional reaction to that fact, that's not my problem. Please yeah. continue. All right.
3: America. <laughs> but, but,
0: but I feel like going to Im- do improv in LA as, you know, a podcaster, uh, that I would be sweating. I don't want to be sweaty at, at, at you know, U- well, see the
2: Like, what? Well, because
3: it's just because it's warmer, if
0: or? No, because it's like a bunch of people who are trying to be actors and stuff. And I just sure. kind of yeah. don't want to be in the like, try hard milieu it's like I'm just here to fuck around
2: yeah okay I get that like where I teach it's a very different sort of thing there is an actors accelerated class um oh. but like, I used to teach like high school kids and that was like hard there were some incredible kids to the point where I'm like oh shit high school kids are funnier than me and that's annoying but great for the next generation <laughs> but like then it just changed when I taught this outside place and it was all like people between some 20s people but like from the 30s to like the 60s who are just like people who finish finished their job and be like, yeah, I just thought I'd just try this because they never get an opportunity to have fun or do a bit or be silly yeah, in their yeah. life. They don't, I don't yeah, think, they totally. think that they're capable of being funny or just being silly.
1: I feel like a big part of me – getting into improv was not doing it in a place where it was like known for, oh, people are going to make their comedy careers in this. Like in San Diego, which is where I started. And then Boston, I mean, all the people I worked with were like professional and awesome. And Boston has a a notable comedy scene and plenty of people from that have gone on to success. But it's not the same as New York or LA where people are like going to UCB specifically because it's like, I want to get on SNL. So I'm going to get on UCB in Boston. It was, you know, they were professionals, but it wasn't that extremely competitive, like everyone's here to make it in the business kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I do feel like had I been in one of those hyper competitive things as someone who started improv quote unquote late, which means like 25 or whatever, I would have immediately (laughs) been turned off, but instead I could learn it and grow and be there with people who were professional comics, but also doing it for the, for the fun of it.
0: It's also like you were saying earlier of like the way that you communicate is so deeply steeped in being funny that I have a hard time with really serious people. (laughs) Uh, That's tough for me, but all my friends, like we joke around and like, that's how I communicate with people. And it's like a very fundamental part of how I exist. But I also never thought that I would have like a considerable portion of my career spent any sort of like performance based thing. Like that was never in the cards for me of a thing that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It just kind of came up. So yeah, yeah, here we are.
1: The thing you said about making jokes, I'm curious what this is like for both of you. When I write something musically or not, I cannot do anything serious, 100% serious. It is just impossible for me to do. It feels false to me in a way that involving comedy uh, doesn't. And I'm curious what both of your experiences with that. Like if someone said, Brian, write a song and asked me to write just a serious song without any comedic element whatsoever, and I'm not saying like jokes, but just like any comedy I would write it. I guarantee you, I would write it and I would look at it and I would be like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. I hate this so much. I feel like that's not true for you. Like you <laughs> I mean, you do art that has plenty of non-comedic Yeah, things, I mean, right? I was
0: going to say I slip into darkness like a warm bath, <laughs> yeah. but- you know, I think a lot of times I'll be writing something that I do want to be serious, but I have to get the silly version out of the way first because mm-hmm. it, like the jokes will keep creeping in and it's like, okay, clearly I want to go somewhere with this. I just need to do the like, all right, fuck it, be silly, do all the jokes, get it out of your system and then you can, you know, they're gone, do the serious version. And then usually some of the jokey stuff kind of crops up just because I think with dark stuff and horror it's a similar thing to comedy, like the structure of it, like comedy and horror are so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially if you want to be mean. So the comedy helps. I don't know. What about you, Tom?
2: I tried to like write a lot of songs before I was doing comedy for a band I was in called the Lulu Rays. You can check that out. See, I'm good at saying the name of the things now. I played drums. But I did a lot of that without thinking too much. And I was doing comedy at the same time. But I kind of think that Even like, you know, pop songs and stuff in my mind, nothing's like serious because even that in a way is like this sort of genre and like this sort of, I just see that as like a piss take. Uh Yeah. It's off, off like a genre. Everything's sort of doing its own thing. And this is kind of like a deeper answer to the question, but like every sort of medium is just a way to express some sort of truth inside yourself that you're trying to like say. Right, right. So if I was to write like a a pop song, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm feeling sad because this person has left me and just say that I'd still use like the stereotypical, like chords or like the Mm -hmm. phrases and stuff that they use. And people do do that. And if I'm using a comedy song to do that, it was just, I'd do it with a twist and a different vehicle to express it. So, yeah. A lot of the stuff I do is
1: character based you know, the thing I'm best known for. You can't even see my face. And I think a lot of that comes from just insecurity of like, I don't know if I will ever do a thing that's just my name, you know, mm. my name, the fucking smooth jazz thing is Trey Magnifique. You know, it's like, it's a character. And you're Brian's a character.
0: Well, it's a good yeah. thing. Your name isn't in the name of this podcast. Yeah, well,
1: but honestly, this is the one notable exception, right? Like, mm-hmm. and this is, when I wanted to do a talk show slash podcast, one of the big appeals is like, I want to do something that has my name in it. I was, I was talking musically really when I said the the thing about the name before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but with this, one of the big things is like, I want to do something that I can actually, you know, have my name on and kind of be myself. Mm-hmm. Although whatever version of myself shows up in this podcast is, but I, it's very hard for me musically or for a written thing to say, this is me. This is just Brian and I'm putting it out there. Mm. Do you? Here's a question for you. How do you feel like me on the podcast is like me in real life?
0: Well, I feel like I can't give a full answer on this because I think- Because of the NDA. <laughs> yeah, well, the lawsuit, everything. But for our relationship as podcast co-hosts, I feel like because of the pandemic and when we started this show, we have spent more time- looking at each other on Zoom and talking on mic than we have in real life, probably only until very recently. So we do have a bit of a skewed thing there, but I think that you are considerably nicer and more generous in real life than you (laughs) are. you know, than your persona just right. because you fuck with people. But I think outside I, I, I of I disagree. The show, I don't think
1: I've ever fucked with anybody to to be fair. You know, I accidentally touched the, the table because uh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Uh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no, I know. But um, see, I called it I'm honest. I'm nothing if
0: not. Honest. Yeah, he's got honor.
1: But I, I do agree with that, right? Like, yeah. it, I love annoying people. I love doing annoying things and making people slightly unhappy.
0: But then off <laughs> mic, you're just incredibly accommodating and like-
1: I would say nice. on mic as well.
0: But, but one of those like I know you're not always cheerful, but you have a, you have a cheerful vibe. You know. Well, thank
1: you very much. I appreciate yeah. that.
0: What was your
2: question? Oh, my question. I thought you're going to ask me what what you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, say, okay.
1: No, no, but P- yeah. Please do you feel 100% 100% time, By his his Yeah. <laughs> 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 Another recent discussion on on this podcast. JP, who likes to talk about people and say he's a bad, guy. A bad guy. He's a bad guy.
2: Oh wow. Bad guy. <laughs> yeah. My question was, do you think that there's a mindset to like? whether hard work or circumstance or waiting for, there's a break. There's going to be like one thing or like one connection is going to help me get to that point. Is it like a hard work thing or is it a break circumstance thing? Is there a mindset around that?
0: I think that there is the very like American dream thing of Mm. like, you will have your big break. And I think that like the narrative around it of it being like, if you work hard enough, you get here. And it's like, no, That's not how it. Anybody who's super successful, especially in this town, it's like a combination of hard work and time and luck. Yep. And you can't chalk it up to any factor. It's not like anybody who goes to you and tries to tell you here's how you make it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't trust them. They're selling you snake oil. Like they are selling you something. Because if anything, like the reality is, you work hard and you have to like doing it and you should be ready for if a break comes, but it might not, yeah. it might completely not work out. But that's why you can't have the end goal as the thing that's driving you. It has to be because you like doing yes. it.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's I think good
2: advice as well, uh, yeah.
1: I, I think the, I'm going to get a big break thing is something that young people think or when they first come here, uh, you know, our careers are so weird compared to what people think of as a typical LA thing. So it's hard to even say, yeah. but I think a lot of people move here expecting a break and as you get older and do more things and have more experience, you realize that that's generally not the way it works. And it's exactly what you said: it's just consistency, hard work, and then a bit of right place, right time,
0: or a lot of right place, right time, or right. you're just the absolute best there ever was, and nobody notices you, and it never takes off.
1: That's right. And it's it's that kind happens of like, all the time. All the time. You know, I could point to a million musicians out here that are fucking more talented than I am, but never had a project take off the way Ninja Sex Party did. Oh. And that's, you know, if my partner in the band hadn't gotten hired by a famous gaming channel, mm. you know, would Ninja Sex Party be a thing the way it is now? Probably not. Maybe, but I I doubt it. You know, we were kind of just cruising along and then got lucky when, you know, Aaron asked Dan to be on the channel and that kind of set off this whole series of events. Mm. So, you know, at least with my thing, we did have a very lucky break that was crucial to it becoming,
2: like, a career. Yeah, but then you work hard around that. To and then you work hard around that. Because a lucky break also doesn't...
0: mean success. Consist- yeah. No, yeah. And
2: I would
1: hope that if what we were doing sucked, it never would have, you know, taken off. If people had looked at it and been like, what the fuck is that? Which plenty of people do say, <laughs> by yeah. the way. Uh, but if it was truly, like, just not good... Well, yeah. then it wouldn't have been a thing ever. It never would have had a chance. So what I'd like to think, but I'd hope is that when we got that, you know, bolt of lightning, which was like, Hey, do you want to join game grumps? That just let a cool thing get a wider
2: audience. Yeah, man. That's such a good point. You made just about, yeah. What What's the motivation, the driving, why are you doing whatever it is? And if you can focus that on the joy of what you're doing and, yeah. Just mindfulness in in the now. Yeah. Then, doesn't matter what happens with it, and also you're gonna be there. You're gonna be where you want to be yeah. every single day. Which is, I feel like for me personally, once I start to yeah. think like about um, where things can go or like what the end goal is, and I just start to become so much less creative and less motivated. Million yep. But yeah. when I'm just like, I have an entire day today to just. Muck around, learn new things about yeah. the instruments I have, yeah. do a tutorial, and then just play around. That's when yep. the best things sort of come out.
1: Hundred yeah. percent. And with that, I mean, like the underscoring thing before, it's like giving yourself a little challenge, or limitation, or something. It always seems productive to me. With, with you, would you say you have one thing that was your like big break, where you
2: really like? I got yeah, blew pretty up? lucky. Um, early on in the pandemic, I was doing different things. I had a little bit of like a domestic break when I a friend of mine who's actually on that Dungeons and Dragons podcast, he is on a radio station in Australia. who's like the youth radio station for the entire nation. And I was doing like a weekly song parody sort of sequel thing. And so that helped a little bit, but more with confidence. It wasn't like it became like a, a name or anything like yeah. that from that. But after that, I got a bit of confidence to like do, I was like, oh, I've been a drummer for my entire life. Maybe I can be the person who's like talking or, 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 yeah, yeah. or singing. And I just put a video on TikTok. I think I did two random ones and they were kind of like met with like good algorithm stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. This is kind of fun. And then I did one where I just replaced the, it was the only line in what I want you got. And I changed it to a word that you Americans don't say a lot. Yeah, Um, (laughs) That begins with C. It's a C word. I'm a C word. And it was like a 10 second video. And I just (laughs) did gangbusters and like my social medias were like jumping by. Yeah, that kind of did well. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And immediately my thought, like, I don't know if it's, if it's the Australian tall poppy syndrome. I was like, oh, it's just that. It's just that one thing it's going to be. And then I started putting out more videos and it kept kind of growing and growing. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to have to do so many of these to like get the inner critic to shut up. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. is yeah. seeming to. So it's it's very much the same as... Yeah. Your story.
0: The whims of the algorithm, like when we're talking about Lucky Breaks or whatever, like algorithmic stuff coming in on top of that makes mm. it so much more unpredictable because it's just like, you know, the game that we made, Dream Daddy. If that had not come out the mm. moment that it did in June of 2017, I think it would not have been really the thing that it was. Why yeah. is that? I think- a lot has shifted about internet culture and this was sort of this like post-Trump election dire state of needing positive media, especially yeah. something that was like affirming to people like me who are queer and like I think that there was like a specific lull and a lack of this type of content. You know, there was like a renewed interest in dating symbols. I forget if Doki Doki Literature Club came out before Dream Daddy did, I but think they it did. I'm pretty they sniped sure us on all these yeah. awards because yeah. they were free. And we, you know, fifteen bucks. You can't. Oh, you don't
2: try and sell us your stuff. (laughs) How disgusting to want money for the hard work.
0: Yeah, I know it's awful. It's called a
2: cash grab, Tom. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. You're you're exactly right. Did you have people
2: like messaging you and emailing you, being like, "I can get this for free"? How dare you?
0: Oh, Tom you should pirate the game because you should give money to actual queer people who made games and not these assholes. And (laughs) I'm sitting here like, "Mm." Oh no. I had to like come out to my family before this came out so people wouldn't think that I was strict. But okay. (sighs) Um, Yeah. So pirate it because, you know, it's not like I specifically went out of my way to hire people (laughs) who are also queer. But Anyway, whatever. I don't don't think if it had come out at a different time other than that exact moment, it was such a like lightning in the bottle fucking huge viral push. I mean, I say that having come out released another game semi recently, which is a very different type of game, but you see it all the time with like people who work on games for years or anything for years and years and years and they come out and if it's not the right moment, if there's some other major trending thing happening, if another huge thing comes out, like it's so difficult to work around the yeah. tides of the internet.
1: Yeah. Are we going to do segments? Why don't we do a pop Okay. And then see where we are, we're at.
0: And then are you thinking like a one peach each?
1: Yes. And now okay. I've told Tom nothing about these. Oh, great. That's, yeah, you're going blind, which
0: makes this even better. Be
1: we're going to gonna do a couple segments. Okay. And uh, we'll tell you what they are and we'll go first and then you can see what we're doing. Ducky, ducky. Okay. <laughs> so our first segment on this show, Tom, is our pop culture recommendations segment. We get to talk about something you've been enjoying recently. It could be a book, a movie, it's a man. video game. It's insane, Hold yeah. on. The fa- hold don't, on. Don't hold on hold on. Yeah, hold, hold on. hold on. Just wait. Okay. The segment is called What's Poppin'? And it has a theme song, which we add in post. Okay. Now I'm not going to play it for you now, but I will ask you my favorite question, which is if you were to have heard the theme song, what would you
2: have thought of it? Okay. Um, Don't close the door. It better not be locking. Cause you know, I'm coming in and my shit's popping. Oh, wow. Great.
1: Okay. That's, that's amazing. Wow. What
0: poppin' theme found dead in a fucking ditch? Yeah, yeah. Tom think, nailed it. In 170, right. whatever episode this is.
2: 102, three. I mean, I appreciate it. that, but also I teach musical improv and right. my mind went lockin' poppin'.
1: I thought that was great, and and not the question I was asking, but so much better than the answer I was hoping to get.
2: Oh, you saw so, <laughs> you, you haven't asked every single person to see that alternate, the but that's
0: statement of the show. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh,
2: <laughs> I wasn't asking, but thanks for saying it. Layden, what's popping?
0: Oh, okay. What's popping for me is last week I recommended uh, Ray Bradbury's *The Martian Chronicles*, which I was only a couple of chapters into when we recorded that I have since finished. Fucking amazing. One of the best short story collections of all time. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to scratch my fuck me Ray Bradbury itch and re-listen to the Rachel Bloom song, of course. But then read all Rachel
1: Bloom, uh, guest performer on a Starbomb song, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you
0: needed to cut in with that. Yeah. That was important. Yeah. Anyway, so I started reading Ray Bradbury's other short story collection, not Dandelion Wine, which I'm also going to read, but The Illustrated Mm -hmm. Man, Mm-hmm. Amazing. Perfect. So good. Like, I, I can't recommend, like, the ability that Bradbury has to do, like, sci-fi horror that's just, like, so lyrical and beautiful and genuinely scary. And, like, the shit was written in the 50s. It's incredible. Like, it could have come out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I really highly recommend his short story collections because he rules. Great. Brian, what's popping?
1: What's popping for me? I've been watching and enjoying the currently airing television series, Silo based on the Hugh Howie, I believe, books as a book series. I think it was a self-publishing thing originally and then became a big hit. And it's about a giant fucking like silo in the ground and some dystopian future and people live in it and why they're in it is kind of a mystery. So it's a bit of a bait and switch, mild spoilers. First episode starring David Oyelowo and uh, Rashida Jones. I love Rashida Jones. I'll watch anything she's she's in. She's great. And they end up not being in the rest of the series much. And that is all I will say. And then it becomes like a Rebecca Ferguson-led thing. Bunch of other great actors in it. Tim Robbins. First Tim Robbins thing I've seen in a while. And it's it's good, like, dystopian sci-fi. I find it very compelling. It's one of those shows that is very, in terms of the... The lighting very dark and so you're constantly like cranking up the brightness of your screen. But I think it's really well acted and fun. And I have been enjoying it. So I've never read the books. Books are supposed to be great too. But it's one of these like big mystery shows. What's going on? Is it a dystopian future or do the people in the silo just think not allowed to go outside? The ultimate punishment is being kicked out.
0: Uh, I see. So
1: and there are rules for the silo. You can't have anything, any magnifying devices. And the only way to get up and down is to walk. There's no mechanized transport. And the thing's fucking big. There's like 10,000 people. I'm in.
2: pretty curious because that's a strange rule. Is like, there's right. monsters outside. No one can have a magnifying glass. It's, we don't know why. What are they hiding, Tom? What, what are they, they, they tiny little to writing, yeah. tiny little <laughs> answers everywhere? Tiny little well, answers. Well, I've realised that I have my book in my bag because oh, I'm at actually that. going oh. to the airport after. So this is something that my housemates got me for my birthday before I left Australia. It's by Ted Ted Chiang, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Stories of your life and others. They gave it to me because I love everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, and just other things. I also like, I think, who's the guy that wrote Call of the Cthulhu? He was Lovecraft. 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 Yeah, you guys You guys are quick as a whip. Um, <laughs> just that sort of stuff, which is like cosmic horror.
0: Did you see Arrival? No, I haven't. Arrival I is based on one of the stories in Yo, that book. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... And if you like that, watch Arrival because you'll love
1: it. Arrival is great and upsetting in
2: certain ways. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not a crier. I cracked my eyes out of the whole credits. Yeah.
2: Same. But I'm really enjoying this because I really enjoy books or just media that expands your mind a bit, has that sort of catharsis at the end and goes, "Huh, I didn't think about that. And this is just doing it in like short story form. That's great. It's giving some like weird, it's it's almost like we were talking about Black Mirror the other day. It's a little bit like you got little things.
0: like vignettes. Of yeah. Here's a mm-hmm. thing happening. Here's a speculative feature thing. Like a little taste. A taste. Yeah. Cool. Like your uh, bean whipped, savory smoked whipped cream. Callback to earlier my- in the conversation.
2: <laughs> you know, callback's good when you have to like, yeah. yeah. My smoky, my, 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 my smoky bean cream. <sighs> That's I better go. Smoky bean <laughs> cream. Smoky bean cream. Yeah.
1: Cool. I've never read any Ted Chang stuff. I've been meaning to, and I I've I've gotten done a couple
0: it. of stories into that one. I need to come back to it. But if you like that kind of thing, I have a ton of recommendations oh, for you please. that you can do off air.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, great. Well, do we all pop?
2: We all
1: pop.
0: <laughs> okay, we all pop.
2: Segment two.
0: Segment two. Are we doing one piece? Yeah, let's do
2: one piece. If you want as well, this is the place where you guys send me the audio of me singing that other thing before, and I'm going to edit it into a song, and I'm going to make a song around it. I oh, would really? fucking love that so much because I, said so that, and then we're play I that hate here. his version. <laughs> <good. laughs> no. so, yeah. You don't have to play it. I just want to play it now. Don't close the door. You better not be locking. Because you know I'm coming in and my shit's pop, pop, poppin'. Pop, pop, poppin'. Pop, pop, poppin'. Because pop, 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 you know I'm coming in and my shit's pop, pop, poppin'. Pop, pop, poppin'. How good was that, guys? I love
1: it. And
0: what did you think of the What's popping theme, <laughs> Brian? I
1: like the old one better. Yeah. Fuck
0: you. All right. Now it's time for our final segment, which is normally three parts uh, gratitude exercise and one part petty grousing. But for today, we're only going to do one gratitude and one grousing each. And the name of this segment is One Peach Each. One Peach, One Peach
1: Each. One Peach, One Peach 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 each. Right. I'll do my lemon first, the bummer.
0: Right. It, and then we start with a lemon, which is a bummer.
1: A mild bummer.
0: <laughs> a mild bummer, nothing too major, just you know, a little annoyance, like your co-host steamrolling your fucking bit.
1: What? When did I do that? Ever? <laughs> no, seriously.
0: No, gaslight like gatekeep, girl boss king. Do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> like right. King, but- <laughs> uh,
1: my, my lemon is uh now this is a visual thing. My shoe has a tiny. Look at that! See my sock popping Show out Show the there. camera.
2: Good to know the caliber of our lemons, yeah, guys. There. Can everyone see this? Yeah, so we don't touch the table, don't touch Brian. The table. We just what we don't. That?
1: Yeah. See, there's a little hole. Oh, oh. That's what you that's get for wearing all birds, motherfucker. Yeah, I. I, I uh, that's maybe the most erotic things ever. <laughs> uh, you can see my sock poking through there, so I need to buy.
2: You need to buy New a shoes. hard shoe.
1: A Wick, hard shoe. W- wiki yeah. feed, eat your heart out. You know how you make a hard shoe is you take a regular shoe and just rub it for a little while. Pew, 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 Bam. Pew, pew, pew.
0: Capital C comedy here.
1: Are you enjoying the bone of comedy? That's right.
0: Listen, that's that's my, my bread buddy. and butter, man.
2: <laughs> bread butter, uh, and butter. So that's my lemon.
1: I, I was walking around today. I was like, oh, shit, little shoe hole. Mm. Wait, so are all birds douchey to wear?
0: They're like the tech bro shoe. Yeah, or they were. They're but like tech bros are some
1: of the coolest people on earth. They're like, like
0: chuggy tech bro shoes. Like okay. I think about like 2015, like all the tech bros were like, yeah, I love my old words. Oh, well, but see, if, you, if they're comfortable, that. I can't. I, you know, I can't cast aspersions in a weed-induced haze at 2 a.m. Last night, I ordered platform Crocs, so I am not one to comment. Know anybody else? Say like platform shoe sins. Crocs.
2: That's incredible. So I took all the material that I would have put in the holes, and I put them on the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's I like shoes centimeters. Wow,
0: what color are they? They're black. Can
2: you show me a photo? Yeah, this is incredible. Okay,
0: so if you get the purple thing out of my little bag, that's my phone. Oh wow! Yeah, perfect for a small pocket.
1: You're fucking cool. While he's opening that up, I will say these allbirds are comfortable, but the laces do not stay tied well. That's my main. That's a killer.
0: That's a killer for a shoe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not
2: a lot of things
1: that shoes need to be. But stay tied. There is one brand of, not to buzz market this too much, but speaking of tech bro shoes, I did try a pair of Adams, mm. which I liked. And that is the best like laces stay tied shoe I've ever worn. In fact, they've designed it so that you can tie the laces and then the shoe is a little uh, stretchy. And so you can just stick your foot in this tied shoe. Know. And it worked pretty Look, well. Look,
2: I like that, but there's something about a stretchy mouth to a shoe is waiting for you to put your... A little, little off putting. I do agree I with love that. a stretchy yeah. mouth. there. Yeah. <laughs> I want
0: the your in yeah, my say foot it mouth. Again. Yeah. No, I'm showing my crocs. That's good. <laughs> oh, nice. Actually, yeah. right? it kind of helps what a the is. They're cute.
1: When you said platform, I was envisioning well, something. So they have
0: like another like level, like disco stew level. There's another
1: uh,
2: level you can trend. You can.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's this first image. The second one is some bullshit, uh. but you know, they're, they're a little chunkier.
2: Yeah.
1: And I also yeah.
0: got a bunch of. Is that
1: a stiletto croc? Look at It Was.
0: Yeah. I also got a bunch of charms for them off Etsy, including one that's just a middle, little mini lighter. Oh, that's cute. That it's like a functional lighter. Yeah. So, I'm a scumbag. So.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm a scumbag. What? Uh, Tom, lemon. Oh, my lemon is that I've been here for 2 weeks and we've all talked about weather for a bunch in this podcast, but yep. that's my lemon is that I got sunburnt yesterday, which was beautiful, oh, and yep. I felt like an actual sense of like melancholy and like sadness and like it was deep in me and I was like what is this oh it's that I have to go back to cold yeah a little bit dark weather and it's just that seasonal thing that usually you don't have snap in like two days but now I'm like okay yeah yeah cop it got it that's valid what's your lemon Leighton
0: my lemon is that I've been doing some like personal growth oh, I lately. That. I oh. know. Get sucks. out of my house. That's my lemon is just, you know, having a mental growing pains thing right now. And I hate it. it you know, can
1: you give us any more details yeah. on it? Oh, or do you not want to be comfortable
0: with Accepting that like the, you know, old, Coping mechanisms and ways of being that previously kept me safe that are like now vestigial. And I can cater to, you know, protecting a feeling of unsafety by like coddling myself and not, you know, doing new experiences or whatever. And I can stay like that forever, sure. But if I want to change and not have the mental issues that I have, then I need to actively fight against the feeling of like, well, this doesn't feel safe to me. So like, basically I just have to make a bunch of fucking lifestyle changes yeah. and like go places and do things, which pff, yeah, <laughs> boo. I hate it. I hate it where it's like, Oh man, I'm never going to feel better unless I do these like tangible fucking things that I know that I have to do to grow as a person. Mm.
1: Doing scary things sucks. I hate it. It's like writing, right? You're happy yeah. having done it. Yeah. Sounds like you need to go
2: to an improv class.
3: I Hell
1: yeah. it. <laughs> What's the saying that face the fear there's a sign back at the People's Improv Theater. It's oh, a big really? sign to face the fear. Yeah. yeah.
0: You want me yeah. to
1: enroll your buddy? Do it. <laughs> do it scared. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. Improv for professional comedians. That's the class you should take. Improv for, you know, wait. Improv for men.
0: Improv for, for podcasters. Improv for pod. Wow. And they, you know what? and they have you line up in front of a ditch and then they- just you <laughs> shoot you in the back of the head. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. let's do our peach. So that's, I have to pick a peach. One was that the sun's finally out, and who gives a fuck about that? Another one is spicy scallop rolls, because those are good.
1: You just did two, so are we doing (laughs) three each?
0: Uh, Well, mine were fast. My third one is that I hung out with Susie last night, and we watched a bunch of, like, theme park dark ride videos and just hung out, and it was awesome. Great. Yeah.
2: Tom? My peach is it's a tentative peach, okay? And we've talked about this before. I I made some calls in my flight back, Okay flying back oh. to Australia 15 hours. <laughs> this is a tentative pitch. I made some calls. Maybe I could get into that, you know, that sweet premium economy that gives you like a few inches more on your yeah, butt yeah. and your tush. So that could be pretty good. Turns out, and this is coming out. I do, I do want to just say on the record, Tom to just say a few inches more in your butt. <laughs> I said a few <laughs> okay. inches more around the tush.
0: Yeah, the um, tush was the important yeah, part.
2: tushy time. This is coming out after today, so I'm not going to incriminate myself. But it seems like they've actually put me into first class. Um, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to be able to ride this out.
1: 14 hour flight in first class. And
2: if this, so th- I might get there and they might be like, Oh yeah. Sorry. There's been a mix up. Um, you're <laughs> not even on a plane today yeah, because we've fucked it up, but there is a chance that I'm going to be
0: doing it hot for 14 hours. Have, have you ever flown first class? I have not. Oh, neither have I. I, I hope I want, I I'm manifesting gonna... this for you. I'm holding a good thought for you. Yeah. I want to imagine you with a little champagne flute. Tiny champagne. Oh, and like manspreading. There, there, there's,
1: there's like first class. And then there's like long haul international first class, yeah. which I've done once. I was flying back from from India to New Jersey. And I'm, I may have even told this story on the show. I'm sitting in economy, which is where my ticket was booked next to a very old lady.
3: Hmm.
1: and She does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I take, <laughs> I take her life. Long <laughs> <just> story, <laughs>
0: long story makes short. Dies, free upgrade. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. that's so right. So just like travel. college. Yeah. Yes, if you've witnessed
1: right. the miracle of
2: life <laughs> yeah.
1: in mm-hmm. reverse. Uh, automatic upgrade. So I'm sitting next to this old lady and a young woman comes up to me and she's like, Hey, you're sitting next to my mother and I'm getting prepared for the like, Hey, can we switch seats? Mm. And she's like, I have a first-class ticket. Can we swap so that I sit here? Are you kidding? It's like a 15-hour flight or whatever
2: it is, right, from, where was I? India to, to New Jersey, which is yes. actually where Trump- but oh, From, oh, from
1: M- Mumbai to, to Newark, Where yes. Biden
2: wants to actually uh, make his new tra- tram line, train line. Have <laughs> Indiana, new Jersey? <laughs> yeah, he's, he wants to make a train over the ocean.
0: Oh, this is America. Is that true? Hearts.
2: Yeah, he said. Sorry if I'm going off script here, but yeah, we want to make a train line all the way from India into the states, illegitimately. Oh my God! Said that, and then people off stage are like, "What the fuck, what the fuck is he talking yeah. about?" Well, it's pretty hot stuff.
1: Well, hopefully, I mean, we're all praying we get Trump back in office in a, <laughs> yeah. in a couple oh of God, years, right? Where- <laughs> But yeah, so that's the one time I flown like international super first class was this total like I happened to be in the right seat and this very nice lady who could have, by the way, been in first class for a 15 hour flight, chose to sit with her
2: elderly mother and give me her seat. Whoa. And it was awesome. How do you reckon that works? Like, how did someone, I understand how someone gets an economy class ticket, but how <laughs> Oops, does someone, I
0: accidentally spend thousands of dollars on my first class? Yeah. Ticket. And I wanted to all the time. Is it like someone going to India and know. then
2: like mom's like, oh, I'll come with you.
1: Yeah. That, that's a total mystery to me. Yeah. I, I mean, as is who can afford those, you know, those seats, are, those tickets are like 20 grand each or something, Dude, right? Dude, this
2: one has come up on, I got the receipt for it. And I was like, it's got the the first one that I did. And it's got like the thing I, I tried to pay for the the upgrade. And then this one is like 16 and a half USD. Yeah. Ooh, and I'm like, holy shit. I hope they do not charge well, me when I get there.
1: <laughs> if you want to see some real shit, look at Emirates. They're oh, yeah.
2: The little door, the door you do you get have like a, a
1: studio form? apartment
2: Oh my like, god Yeah you have like a, The Seinfeld thing They're actually filming something there. you have a crazy. studio
1: audience crazy and those are like, you know, it's like a hundred grand for these flights. Uh, occasionally, I was just looking, you know, just like, hey, what, what the like fuck I like watching do they the do?
0: videos on YouTube where it's like, hey, guys, today we're going to be traveling oh. in super first class. And here's- yeah. I
2: hope <gasps> They but let these fucking influencers do that. There's some where they have like beds and stuff. I don't know where they're getting yeah that. That's what I'm talking about. Now,
1: what was fun, and this was in economy when I did fly the LA to uh, Australia route. Mm. They had the, uh, what was it? The Airbus with the stairs in economy, oh. and this wasn't like a first-class thing, so you could do economy upstairs or on the mm-hmm. main level. So there's a small, it wasn't even like premium, it's just how the thing was structured. You could be an upstairs economy or mm. downstairs. And I walked up and down the stairs on that <laughs> plane like 30 times just to be like, I'm gonna walk upstairs <laughs> on <down> a plane.
2: <laughs> Woo! So, uh, so you need to sit take your seat. We're about to yeah. land. Um, Sorry. Isn't it funny though if you think about it like, Oh, okay, I'd pay more for the next ticket up so I get more space and a bigger TV. I'd pay more for the next one up because it has like better food and like more space in the couch. And like, it's kind of justified. It's not justified in the business and like the first class, as you say, it's so much. But it kind of makes sense in your mind until you get to the point if someone was like, and you can pay more and you get a room with a bed, you'd be like, no, that's just a room. Yeah, I, No, I don't want to pay for that. I have that. What I want is still a seat. I need to have that little sort yep. of pod.
1: I even feel a little weird on the very few times I've I've had this on a flight, but the lay flat seats, Probably, they're great, yeah. but it still feels weird to be laying all the way down on a plane to me.
0: The real villain is the airlines with how much it squeezes. Yes, every, 1 and it's million It's just getting percent. progressively smaller, progressively shittier, like God help you if you're tall or not super duper oh, yeah. skinny, like- Ugh, it sucks. I love being packed like sardines flying through the sky like God forbade us. No, I when, <laughs> when I fly, I'm glad that I'm like average height and build, yeah. yeah. And then you get to see a lot of people's bare feet.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, hell yeah, you I do. love that shit, right? Yeah,
0: I, I honestly, a little something were, for daddy. I thought you were gonna go with a yum, like I, I, I Mate? was, yeah,
1: yeah, I'll give it to you clean, yum. We're gonna edit that, uh, it's time for my. Peach. Would
0: you like to do your peach? I would
1: like to do my peach. My peach is I got to spend two weeks with this guy. We've had, we've had we've
2: we've hung out a, a good deal. It's been fun. It's it? been
1: so fun. You have been so generous with your time. We've done a lot of shit, been able to hang out, do some NSP stuff, other stuff. You're here today. So it's just been so fun to spend some time together, hang out, talk music, do fun shit. So thank and I'll, you. And I'll call you yes. out.
0: He's been wanting to have work with you forever. Like, no, just yeah, I've been a fan God, for forever. a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: I've been talking about you forever, and we were talking about guests on the podcast. We mentioned your name long before we started doing the NSP stuff. I love your stuff. But I'm a fan. I have admitted this to you, and I'll admit it to to God and everybody. Well, what a pleasure! Uh, and also, so,
2: what a good thing to actually know, because it's like, you know, you got to start that conversation somewhere. Yeah. So you know, message the people you like because they might like you too. That's
1: right, and And then you can do stuff. Never hurts just to reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, I love what you do."
2: Yeah, start as a fan, not not like, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's (laughs)
1: Let's let's collaborate, let's
0: move into together."
1: Uh, Yeah, right. But I I think you know a simple, just like, "Hey, I like your stuff." Email is is never unappreciated. It might not get a response. Yeah, sure. But one of the great things about social media is that it allows communication between like us and otherwise that might've been hard, like emails, who knows who's going to see them, blah, blah, blah on Instagram, which is how we connected. You know, we can DM and just be like, Hey, check it out. I never
2: thought about that in terms of like the death of like labels and stuff like that, because they're so scared that now not only is the, the genre of like lo-fi music or like, you know, studio sort of stuff is like people like that, but we can do that all the time now. Right. But really the last thing they had was we can get connections. We can talk to this person. Right. We know these labels, yeah. know but these really are- now that is also home style as well. And you can just reach That's out right. to anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: um, fuck you, Sony. Yeah. Labels. Thumbs down. Down. So I, I realized I said that, then I looked straight
3: at the camera.
1: It turns
2: off and falls off uh, the tripod.
1: But yeah, man, thank you for coming out here, taking your time, being on this today. For and setting just up your own mic. So and yeah. for helping Yeah, for helping me with the audio I mean, I bullshit.
2: I mean, I The second I did it, it yeah.
1: screaming at that, us. That but... thing has not been recording. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just been great spending time with you. Thank you for being here.
0: Yeah, this has been awesome.
2: And on that note,
1: let's
0: Bang! that how we end i guess so
2: yeah we're done
1: bye everybody late night is produced by brian wecht leighton gray and jarek centeno follow us on twitter at leighton night on instagram at leighton underscore night or email us at leighton night at gmail.com